This episode is brought to you by Longhorn Lager from Farmer's Creed Beer. It's time to grab the bull by the horns. Welcome to Beer and Bullshit, the podcast, uh, coming to you live on Instagram for no reason at all tonight. We had uh, some guests lined up for the show, and at the last minute they decided to opt out uh, for, I think, reasonable reasons. They had got some less than uh, positive news. Is any Harmons on tap? We're already getting questions live. We don't have any Harmons here. No, we have alcoholic beer only. Uh, sorry. Um, anyway, our guests didn't want to come on the show and turn it into a bitch fest, so they were waiting until they had more positive news. So, great guest. Uh, won't give any spoilers, but they'll be back. And we are in my basement with a uh, almost dead phone. So, if this goes away suddenly... Do you want to hear about the beers that I brought? Sure. Can I, I want to have a Guinness, though. Okay. So, but I'll, I'll drink one of your second. Okay. I'm going to have a this Guinness. This is Chris Pellerin. Uh... This is Beer and Bullshit. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. We are live on Instagram right now, and we'd love to hear any questions you guys might have. And we've, we've uh, yeah, we've opted to turn this into a mailbag episode. We do get some. Uh, are you drinking one of my Guinnesses too? Yes. Oh, okay. I said I'm gonna have a Guinness too. Oh, okay. Guinness anything. Um, yeah, we're drinking Guinness, and it's a mailbag spectacular. Um. If you want to email us anytime, it's holler at beerandbullshit.ca. But we're going to take your questions live right now. Uh, what else is there to it? How was your week? That uh, was good. Just dump the whole thing in there. It's exactly the right... No, that's not how you pour a Guinness. Yes, it is. Fucking... This isn't draft. Oh. It's nitro. You pour hard with the can. We already have controversy live. Oh my god. This if any of my draft. friends from Ireland. I went to Ireland. I know how to pour Guinness. I now. went to Ireland and I know how to pour Guinness yeah. now. And I poured beer in a in an Irish pub for eight, two years. And how many people's days did you ruin? Just yours. Um, I brought a mixer of beers. Okay. Uh, that I purchased on my way over here. At the beer store, soon to be dead. By all accounts. Well, I assume that they'll just do a rebrand and they'll continue their domination the of the beer-selling market. The beer store will be fine. But I brought some beers that have come up upon the podcast in the past, including a Longhorn Lager, Ooh. which neither of us have tracked before. It's been our sponsor now. Let's for, get that in there. Sponsor, sponsorship, sponsor content. For... Whoa, low these many months they've okay. been our sponsor. I think we've already admitted on the show. We've never... We've admitted multiple never, times we've never, never tried. even had this. We take their money and we whore ourselves out for them. There's a long, uh, very small script thing on the back. Did you bring two? I did. Okay. And that's actually a transcript to what uh, if we hate about it? one of our episodes. <laughs> I'm sure it's lovely. Longhorn Lager from Farmer's Creed Beer. Grab the bull by the horns. But Do you want to hear about some of the other beers I got? Sure. We're like just pouring beers and touching them. I like drinking them. <laughs> Well, why don't we have a sip of our beer first? Mm. Just to Cheers. Quet. Quet the whistle. Mm-mm. Mm. Uh, if our six viewers are enjoying a beverage... Oh, that's good there. Let us know in the comments what beverage you're enjoying. Uh, I got a... I also brought a headstock from uh, Nickelbrook Brewery. Shouts to Drunk Pokeroo. Who oh, expressed yeah. this is the pinnacle of... West Coast That's a very Ontario good IPA. IPAs. I think it's uh I think he crushed a case in a month or something crazy. He was drinking like at least two a day for a while there. Well then he would have been done in twelve days. Yeah, my math is not great. <laughs> and this is a naughty neighbor just because I liked that there's now the new can. A, a new can who's got like a stunt eagle on it. Mm. Uh a Miller High Life. Shouts oh, to Slow Pitch City and their lack of craft beer. Uh-huh. And our uh, one of our original sponsors, ice Leftfield's Ice Cold. Now with two locations. Beer. And uh, a little treat for the listeners, exclusive. No one else will know this, but if you call the Liberty Village location of, uh, of uh, Leftfield Brewery and get their voicemail, guess whose voice will, <laughs> will greet you? I recorded their voicemail for some reason. Oh, for really? <laughs> so that's me. 
in case you didn't know. In case you were if looking you, to get you, a brewery's voicemail. If you get stuck on hold at Leftfield Brewery, Liberty Village location, it's me. Damn. Well, this is riveting. This is, this is good. I appreciate all the comments Let's, on Instagram here. Oh, we got two. Scout. And yeah. Rebel Cider. That's what's being drank upon. Oh, there. I missed that. Rebel Cider. Great. Guest of the show. Uh, hopefully you purchased some of their amazing stuff that was on offer when they try to sell as much as they can. And if you're listening, go do that now. Uh, they still need help selling stuff. I think they sold a third of what they needed to sell in order to stay in business. And uh, they're worth keeping in business. And how is your week going, man? My week's been a bit of a shit show, but uh, manageable. Christmas stuff. We're in. We're in. The tree is up. The lights are up outside. It's like one neighbor did it, and then it was like, well, I guess we're doing this. It's, it's just contagious. Yeah. Similar vibe over at your place? Just um, five um, blocks away? Well, I had... This was my only weekend where I had no obligations from the previous eight and the subsequent eight that are coming up. So, so you lit it up. I made some Christmas presents in my workshop, got the tree up, got the lights up. I was... My younger daughter came running in after uh, she got back from shopping. My wife and my other daughter. She said, Mom just said in the car that there was no way you're going to have the lights up, and it was so dumb that you are going to wait till it got dark out. Of course, the lights were up. Nice. I only need to be nagged 12 times to do it, and I did it, and they were acceptable, which is what I shoot for with all my Christmas decor. Good for you. And you lit it up for American Thanksgiving. I feel like... I did. You guys were out there at noon... Watching football on a Thursday. God bless you. I went and I had four beers at lunch. Stuck around till 3.30. And then had Lena pick me up. And we went to my daughter's playoff basketball game. Where I smelled boozy. And I was being really loud as a parent. At least that's what Lena said. None of the other parents or kids mm. noticed. You're a boozy dad at a sporting event? I, you know what? I was there. That's the way I looked at it. I knew I was going to smell boozy. But I was showing up. I cheered the team to victory. Is it better to... Uh-oh. Low battery. Low battery. If Is you're it watching... better to not show up at all if you're drunk? I think so. Yep. <laughs> I wasn't drunk. Let's be clear. I had four beers. I don't think I would go to a child's sporting event after four beers. It was at five o'clock. It doesn't matter. It I mean, at least it's not then. in the morning, but yeah, still... I had just seen the movie A Dog's Purpose where the kid, the quarterback in it, his dad shows up. And he's just hammered, and everyone makes fun of him for being... And your takeaway was, I want to be that guy? My takeaway was, <laughs> not that drunk. <laughs> okay, let's do some... Uh, we're not getting any questions, because there's, like, fluctuating between, like, six and one... Thousand people. <laughs> yeah, no, they can see the number, too. We can't <laughs> fool them. Uh, but, yeah, let's get to the mailbag. We don't... Uh, I don't think there's much beery news uh, to discuss right now. There's a lot of opinion pieces about the beer store out there in the world. I'm trying to think if there's anything massive going on. I know that Bar Hop had to close their Danforth location, which I actually never went to, but I do enjoy. I do enjoy Bar Hop. Our friends at Leftfield Brewery have joined us now, fresh from our, our mention of their amazing voicemail. That's right. Did you hear the news when the those new uh, big that beer big beer apparatus came in to Labatt? Did you see that? Yeah, and they shut down traffic. So for those who don't know, London, Ontario, is home to Labatt Brewery. And it's very big, and it actually smells like a brew day in most of downtown when it is a brew day. And I, they added a shit ton of capacity recently and literally closed down main arteries to bring in the tanks. It was like as wide as the 400. It was insane, yeah. I was, I, I've been meaning to ask, I missed my window probably, for a guest to be on, how much beer that would produce from a volume standpoint versus what some of our guests would produce annually? Oh. Yeah, I bet that one of those tanks would be more than anyone we've had in the show's capacity. I mean, maybe not steam whistle, but yeah, that's the numbers are crazy. Mm. But obviously, they're doing okay. The bat's not hurting. <laughs> it's funny because they talked so much about adding capacity and how much uh, more beer they'd be able to make, and people were like, "Way to go, bringing that stuff to London!" But there's no mention of jobs. There's no additional jobs as a result of that. So by bringing that high tech equipment on, there are thirty lost jobs. Yeah, they probably did get to fire people because they've um, automated more shit. Okay, let's read some questions. I don't want to be here all fucking night. My phone's gonna die too. All the right. people want to see it. The people want to see me read off this paper. 
Um, so these are some mailbag questions. Not pre-approved. Haven't seen this. Ben has not Chris seen any Chris owns the mailbag. Really putting him on the spot on a few of these. Um, we'll start with a kind of a really tricky one. This comes from James T. Uh, I should mention that Thank this you. is more of a global. Keep their anonymity. I don't want any full. This is more names. of a global James mailbag here. T. This comes from James T. in Adelaide, Australia. Really, we have Australian listeners, do we? Smooth or crunchy peanut butter. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, anytime I get peanut butter that has sugar in it, it's a treat because my wife buys the just peanuts. I know. And it has like a, an inch of oil. You just crush your own fucking unsalted peanuts. <laughs> so I, if, I would pick the smooth Jif if I could pick, but I usually get the just fucking oily almond, oh, oily peanuts or almonds. Yeah, I'm a smooth man. Also, weigh but... in on the comments if you're listening. And you you want to help <laughs> contribute to the smooth show. Smooth is better for spreading. Then you can wipe the knife off and go straight into the jam. Yeah. No, it's phenomenal. Well, I've actually like bought that from time to time. And my wife will like eat it by accident. I'm like, why is this fucking peanut butter so good? I'm like, because it has sugar it's in it. Delicious. Sugar makes peanut butter amazing. All right. Uh, next question. This comes from Jeremiah O in New York City, New York. Okay. Um, and he asks, "What do you believe that not many other people do? I.e., what are some or one of your unpopular opinions?" Hmm. I like to think this is pretty common, but I believe very strongly that uh, Courtney Love killed Kurt Cobain. Hmm. I'm I'm shocked when I put that out in the world and people are like, no, she didn't. Like, she did 100%. She had him killed. So you're a conspiracy theorist uh, in general? I I have more than one book about the subject and the evidence. Oh, books. The evidence is compelling. There there were no fingerprints on the the shotgun. How does that happen? And the kit that he uh, used... He was wearing gloves. He wasn't wearing gloves. He took them off after <laughs> he after shot After he shot himself yeah. in the face. Yeah. Courtney no. panicked. And if, also, if you look at his suicide note, it's all his handwriting. And it, you could totally read it and be like, oh, he's quitting the band. And then just the very last sentence is the only suggestion that it's a suicide note. And it's in totally different handwriting. And I'm almost done with this conspiracy theory. But a friend of Courtney Holes found in her backpack... A piece of paper where she was clearly practicing different handwriting. Those are just some of the pieces in... Well, I think the book might be in the room. You called her Courtney Hole. I do call her Courtney Hole because she's in the band Hole. And she's familiar a Hole. with her band. Yeah. Anyway, Courtney Love. That's a, a, maybe an unpopular conspiracy thing I believe in. I feel like we, we... you Maybe you were just egging me on, but I recall vividly a time when we were working paving stone, construction outside, and for a day we argued about whether or not magic was real. And you were very convincing that you really believed in magic. Yeah, I was 100% winding you up. <laughs> I understand what sleight of hand is. I remember that. And it was you were like David Copperfield. No, How Blaine. He, he it was David to... Blaine. It was like, you're like, David Blaine has like a little bit of magic. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about for like a day? And for our listeners, that was pre-Harry Potter. That was just me coming up with a magical conversation topic. I think you actually did believe it, and you've since come around. Yeah, that's what that's what it was. So <laughs> one of my unpopular opinions, well, that not many people have, is I do believe that magic is in fact real. Some forms of magic. <laughs> Shut um, the fuck up. What? Some forms of magic. Have you seen David Blaine? Like, oh, how could he throw God. a card through a glass window? <laughs> it's impossible. We're not doing this again. We're not doing this again. Well, anyway, uh, you know, you've seen Harry Potter. Magic. I've seen the play. Harry Potter on Broadway in Toronto. Broadway, Toronto. That's the Cursed Child Band. Doesn't count. Mm. Um, Here was a good one that I didn't quite understand. This comes from Sarab S. from New Delhi, India. And she. (laughs) It's New Delhi, man. Says. It's New Delhi. Uh, Weigh in in the comments there. Uh, Sarab says it's. Now oh Sarab is turning oh, into a Lord of the Rings character. Offended. Sorry about that. I'm offending. Would you call yourself a transhumanist? What does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. I removed the definition from the question, so we'll move on to the yeah. next one. So yes, I do. I would say that I don't consider myself a transhumanist. Mm, that's where we disagree on the thing. We don't know what it means. Um, this is another question from India. This is from Bangalore. None of these are about beer, hey? This is from... Oh, no, they're not. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, our, our listeners our decided listener, to No, we're it. here for you guys. Whatever you need questions answered, it's holler at beerandbullshit.ca or and live in the chat. 
Probably my that. fault. I've called people listeners too many times, and we haven't had a chance to have you call them readers. No, we have viewers. We have a viewer. We have a viewer right now. All right. Uh, this comes from Akshat V in Bangalore. These are shockingly international. Do you have any insights mm-hmm. as to how one finds their calling? <laughs> uh, okay, okay. Uh yeah, that's a great question. I don't know. For I instance, guess... for you, your calling is obviously being a marketing professional. How did you <laughs> find that in your own personal life? I found that I'm good at being creative and good at writing, and I fell into a profession that allows me to make pretty decent money doing something vaguely Some related elements to that. elements of that. <laughs> uh, but I think that's that's the way you go. I mean, if you're, I feel like most people don't, I don't know, find their calling. This is this thing. Okay, so not to get too deep into it. Jim Carrey has this thing. He always talks about how his dad was the funniest guy and he always saw his dad was so miserable because his dad worked this job to pay for his family. And that was his inspiration to be like, I'm never going to be like my dad and just work a 95. I'm going to go be a comedian. And I always thought this was super obnoxious that Jim Carrey didn't appreciate that. Like his dad was doing that so that Jim Carrey could do that, right? Like his dad wasn't like... I want to go be a whatever, a mortgage broker, whatever he was. He's like, he recognized that he had to pay for his family to go do the shit they want. So it's like kind of shitting on his dad for like, he didn't have the balls to go for. It's like, no, he actually was realistic and realistic. Uh, you needed to eat. I've seen that comment from Jim Carrey. And I think it was, it's more meant to be a motivational or inspirational to follow your dream and you will be happier. Uh, you're right. He probably should acknowledge the fact that his dad opens the opportunity. Yeah, but like, up for him. we're like, if we were to like drop everything right now and chase our dreams, we'd be fucking assholes. We're 42. You're a banker. I'm in marketing. <laughs> like, this is not like I'm gonna. What am I gonna do? Buy a motorcycle and go be a comedian? Like, I don't know. That's my former old <laughs> boss would say that. He's like, oh, you guys were, you know, you guys have it. You, you have all, so many years ahead of you. You should be able to do this and this and this and this. I'm like, I, I got little kids at home. Like, yeah. It's too risky for me Can't now. Do shit. He's like, I said the same thing when I was at your age, and now I regret it because I'm doing all that stuff now. I'm like, well, now you're 60. It's different. Like, you understand, <laughs> like, why you're doing a risk assessment at the time? Like, maybe you don't want to lose your house and yeah. get your kids out on the street and have them switch schools. And I've seen people that were try chasing, like, I, I, I keep coming back to comedy because I think I would have loved to do something related to that. But, like, even at the time, I was like, this, I like, to have money in my bank account like this is rough the people that actually make it it's like eh, i'll find some other ways to be creative i gotta fucking eat and have a nice house yeah the problem is you have to commit fully and there's a lot of people that commit fully that maybe aren't that talented at yeah. their calling yeah i saw a lot of people those when i was hosting a comedy show in toronto i'm like we still still trying to do this huh okay shout out to those folks chase your dreams <laughs> Yeah, I'd say to find your calling is probably... Drunk Pokeroos here. Hey, Poke. We just talked about you. You'll have to listen to the episode on Thursday to find out what we said. I think you've got to listen to the advice of people around you and understand how to filter it out and figure out what you're going to chase. I wish that I had somebody in my ear when I was a bit younger to help me decide my path. It's like, what do you want to do when you get older? I'm like... I don't know. Seven years at Guelph. And be a then... businessman. Can you see why maybe I wasn't that passionate? Be, <laughs> be a, a businessman. businessman. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> Someone want to maybe like nudge me into a direction? I'm like, shit. Poke Man. says, what's up? He listens every week. Thanks, Poke. And I did become a businessman. Of you nailed it. You nailed it. A lot. Numbers. All right. Here's a question. This comes from Mia from Uppsala, Sweden. I'm starting to not believe these are real. Um, you're suggesting that Mia? Shouts to Mia. She just joined live. Um, she asks, what kind of kid were you? Uh, <clears throat> an asshole. Uh, <laughs> can you call a kid an asshole? In hindsight. Sure. And actually, during when your kids have friends that are assholes. I was, do you think I was an asshole kid? I was definitely obnoxious and loud and ADHD. My mom said that you were mean. Yeah. That's different than that. Yeah. Was I mean? A little bit. Hmm. I don't think intentionally. You just calls it like you soused it. Yeah. If I'm wearing a purple jogging suit in grade six. I like, feel like I was, just, like, this is a, what a bully says, but just really good at 
the insulting like i feel like between us and our friend group we got very good at uh in, insults and maybe i take it too far roasting as the kids say sure, these days sure i'm a very good roaster in fact it got me in trouble recently because people were giving me like a gentle ribbing via text message and i just fucking like went off and they're like whoa like i, I took it up a notch Someone was actually giving me a hard time about going to meet them at a brewery. Oh, what happened to my MacBook? Are we still recording? Somebody somebody was giving me a hard time about not going to meet them at a brewery. And I was like, sorry, I'm a good parent, unlike you, or something like that. And they're like, whoa, dude. I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay, too much. That's a little harsh. A little self-interested, perhaps. Maybe somebody just had their only night out in a month to go to that brewery to yeah, meet no, you. And I'm, you shit I'm just all saying, I, I'm, I, I'm maybe too good at that. I was thinking as a kid. more like as a, as a young kid. Oh, I don't know. Probably the same. I roasted people via text. Maybe. Yeah, similar. <laughs> I would say I'm similar now to when I was a kid, except more of my jokes land now. When I was a kid, I was constantly cracking awful jokes. Yeah. It was I, relentless. And no, I've seen I still do that. I just I feel like more of them land. Fingers crossed. Maybe I don't. I don't know. Dude, there's a lot of Pell heads out there. I don't know if there's any Pell heads on the uh, live broadcast. but uh, Not the jokes on the show. None of those ever land. No. I feel like you're kind of the straight man on this show. I find that when we record the podcast... I thought for sure you are going to make a gay joke there. You've matured. I said you were the straight man. <laughs> yeah, I thought you just meant I wasn't funny. No, no, but I thought you would take the opportunity to I call me gay. Never, hmm. See, we've grown up. Things. We've matured. Sometimes on the pod, it feels a little bit like when... I had meetings during COVID and everyone would be on mute and I would crack a joke to my boss that never laughed at anything I said in seven years. And I'm like, did anyone think that's funny that's on mute? And there's just no feedback at all to what you say. It was, I'm like, I would do it in the in-person meetings. but I just laugh at my own jokes on the podcast, I find, when I'm editing them and I'm like, God, I laugh at my own shit way too much. That's a good way to get other people laughing. It's like it's like a default. Like it's somewhere. like a laugh track you're providing for people. Yeah. This is when you are supposed to laugh. Um, all right, next one here. This one comes from Richard R. Uh, in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Wow. Another North American question. No here. Canadians, no Ontarians. A lot um, of people tune in and listen to Ontario Beer Talk. I think the the reach of Ontario craft beer is really apparently it's, Sweden. It's global. Yeah, New Delhi. Which is so funny because we've had people on and they're and they say things like I don't Ottawa the world ends at Ottawa mm-hmm. or Highway Seven the Mason Dixon line. Um, what is one thing that you don't procrastinate about, and why do you think that is? Uh, when I have to go poo. <laughs> That's true. That's a fair I one. I don't put that one off. I would echo that one as well. <laughs> I, I, I guess the things that I don't procrastinate about are the things that I'm using to procrastinate. Mm, that's brilliant. Uh, yeah, no, I procrastinate most things. There is a thing that, that I'm, I'm, I know I've already said ADHD, and you're like, shut up about ADHD. But there is a, there is a apparently a hyper focus so when you get into something you're really into it's like you really lock in and every once in a while I, I get like that and i'm like obsessed with something for hours and then i'm like this isn't the thing i should have been focusing on but i think that's just procrastination that's not something i'm not procrastinating about yeah that's like a tactic for kids that are hyperactive you just distract them or dogs how you doing egg um shout out to my dog I feel like I've gotten more procrastinating as I've gotten older. Maybe that's just because we live in a more distracted world. Mm-hmm. Just as Aldous Huxley predicted. Yeah, that's what he basically. That was basically what Brave New World is about. Those iPhones. You really read that book. We're peaking at six six viewers right now. This is that, amazing. You know what? You say that facetiously, but that is kind of what Brave New World was about. I don't really recall. I remember Soma, the drug they took, but I don't remember. So 1984 was talking about everything was so bad that people couldn't live their lives. And then Brave New World was more, there will be so much pleasure and distraction that people won't live their lives. Oh, our followers are leaving. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I wish we had the copy from our ad to, to let's, let's drink our first. We didn't think this through. We poured a stout for our only clean glasses. Welcome to Beer and Bullshit, uh, sponsored by Farmer's Creed Beer, Longhorn Lager. Grab the bull by the horns, 
And make sure you take her for a spin. <laughs> it's close enough. Now available at the LCBO Beer Store. This is our first sip of our beer from our sponsors. Oh, look at that head. Longhorn Lager. Do I look like a sarsaparilla man to you? Do you ever listen to the commercial at the end? It's pretty good. That's smelling kind of malty. Mm. That's the best beer I've ever had. Longhorn Lager. That's number one. Farmer's Creed Beer. By far my favorite beer that sponsors this show. Mmm. There's a lot on here. It's it's the Farmer's Creed on the back. It's It's remarkably small print though, isn't it? But I mean, the Creed is long enough that you have to... uh... It's really about people who work the land. I think I read this on their website once. By my toil, I am giving more to the world than I am taking from it. An honor that does not come to all people. Imagine it was just like, we got like halfway and it just became like crazy anti-Semitic or something. What the fuck? It's not great people. (laughs) Why would you suggest that? No, like we've never read the copy on their can, but what if it was like awful? And we've been chilling for them for weeks. Farmer owned in Uxbridge, Ontario. Beautiful Uxbridge. Mm, Beautiful area. County of Durham. Is that true? It's true. Whew. Mm. That's pretty good. Yeah, I don't mind that. Nice head, nice lacing. I'm not going to put it in my Guinness glass. Well, I did because I'm clearing my Guinness glass. Give them a little shot of that. I mean, you dial in and watch it. Not the can, you dummy. Look at that. This fucking guy. He doesn't know how to show off a beer. You're no influencer. There, there's a little bit of the magic I was talking about earlier. We can't see. I can't hide. Usually, I mute and burp off to the side, but now we're live. All right, what do we got? Oh here? God. Okay, let's get back. If you're just joining us, we're doing a mailbag spectacular because we had a guest have to drop out tonight. So we're improvising. <clears throat> we're live on Instagram. We found in our mailbag too that uh, I don't know if it's somebody else's mailbag, perhaps, but it's global. It's not beer related, but we go and deep. We're answering mail that we receive at holler at beerandbullshit.ca. We do check, and we appreciate our international audience. This next mailbag question comes from Daniel J. in Cape Town, South Africa. We have lost... We have lost our... <laughs> We've lost the internet. It's a really well-charged situation. <laughs> At this stage of your life, there's really no excuse for your phone to die in a critical situation, Ben. <laughs> we, had, like, we peaked at six listeners, and Absolutely then just, viewers and just died. I would go live on my Instagram, but nobody follows that, and I've never gone live before, and it would be too strange. Wait. If you're listening, my phone died, so we switched to Chris's phone. If you're watching, we're back. We're drinking Longhorn Lager for the first time. Grab the bull by the horns. Farmer's Creed. It's it's beer and bullshit. We're live on Farm made, farm owned. It's in the game. What? Um, Longhorn Lager. Come on. It's in the game. <laughs> it's terrible. All right. EA Sports. We were is that still the thing? It is. In the game. We were just about to take a question from Daniel J. from Cape Town, South Africa, who asked, do you have any recurring nightmares? Uh, no, I don't. It's rare that I remember my dreams, honestly. Samesies. I only remember my dreams. What a great question. In what I consider the shoulder season of my sleep. I used to have dreams about my teeth falling out that were very realistic. But apparently that's very common. Because if you Google it, apparently lots of people have written on what it means. And everyone has a theory about it. It means you feel powerless. It means there's going to... Like everyone's got some sort of something or other. But Uh, yeah, it's a common thing. You want to go deep and existential here? more deep than I'm powerless and my teeth fall out in my dreams? Sure, let's go. Um, would anything ever change your opinion about the existence of God? Mm. I mean, if I saw God, I guess. But would you discount that as a psychological error or hallucination if that happened? I probably would, yeah. I would probably think I had a tumor or something. God could I... speak directly to you and you would discount that. Correct. Science over religion. Sorry. Just alienated. Could anything... There's no one listening Could anymore. anything <laughs> ever prove the existence of God to you? 
Um, um, maybe. Maybe if I was, like, talking to an entity that claimed to be God and I was like, make my hand purple and it went purple, I would be like, okay, that's legit. So you're 100% certain that there is nothing beyond the material realm. Correct. We are here because of evolution, science. Well, I get that, but what happened before the Big Bang Theory? I don't know. What am I, God? Oh, wait a minute. Eh? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, there's a difference between subscribing to organized religion and not believing that anything exists outside of flesh and bone. No, I think it's actually more interesting to think about the fact that we all just came from a blob. That's even more miraculous than someone going like, it's better. It makes you appreciate life better. Not some one. Sorry, some particular. white male with a beard. <laughs> it's a thick and white beard. <laughs> um, all right, so you can't separate the idea of a higher power from the popular no, opinion. It's made feeling up. It's a, of, yeah. uh, of God. The popular opinion portrayal, organized religion. There's no ability for you to separate that with some omnipotent or. Yeah, all right, I'll move on. I won't come and see that there's a possibility that God could... <laughs> Let's turn this into some higher power could exist. All right. Welcome to Beer and Bullshit and Spirituality. Welcome to Exploring Welcome. Theocracy with Tonight, Ben and Christ. We have our essential oils and our candles, and we're talking about... That sounds like a... Do you have the Calm app? There's. I do not. I bought the Calm app because it's great. What do you want, dog? My dog has a problem with your socks. Um, I bought the Calm app because it has a lot of great stuff on there. But if you listen to any of the meditation apps, uh, most of them are recorded by the same woman. And I cannot stand her voice. She has like a little bit of that, like vocal fry. It's like, welcome to listening to meditation. I'm like, oh, I can't. Yeah, that's how awful. Is, why would how you, is this calming? It makes would me you so mad. To anyway, <laughs> Tamara something. It's Tamara. Come, Tamra, come, come. That's her last name. Tamra, come, come. What? My dog's really interested in your piece of paper. And he's interested in my red socks. Every animal is colorblind until they see red. That's what the cartoons taught me. It's reality. Should we get my dog in the live Instagram video? There you go. I told your son to call your brother Crego Waffle. There's one person. I don't think he's going to do it. He acknowledged that that was a stupid suggestion. Podcast ever. All right. Thanks uh, for listening. Oh, we lost our one viewer. We got a couple more here. Uh, Would you rather be attacked by one hundred duck-sized horses? I've I've heard this. Or one horse-sized duck, and that comes from Kyle P. in Cheshire, Connecticut. Um. I think a hundred uh, little horses. I could kick them away. No, I think they'd be like piranhas. Horse? Horses are vicious. Not really. I know they're not. A horse-sized duck would fuck you up. Ducks are vicious. Mm. Those little horses could just keep kicking you in the ankles until you got knocked over, and then it'd kick a you in the face them? until you're dead. I feel like I could punt a bunch of little horses. How fast are they? If you scale them down. Hmm. Hmm. I'm still going with the small horses. <laughs> I'm going with the horse-sized duck. It would feel I'd feel better to punch that and fight that if I needed to. Um, if you could pick one future event, this comes from Brian G. in Cambridge in the UK. If you could pick one future event that you could witness firsthand, what would it be? One future event that I could witness. The birth of my grandchild. Ew. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I don't want to be there when when any of my kids or or wives give birth. That was was not a real answer. Uh, A future event. I don't know. Like I have to know that it's coming. Um, A future event. I mean, I, I let's hope that somebody has a miraculous save for climate change, or like there's I've I've read something that Bezos is shifting some of his dollars to helping solve climate change. If there is a moment 
What would that moment look like? I don't know. Boom. We did it. We hey. started going to change. Hey, we did it. Why is it like, it's like three plumbers from New York. They just turn a wrench. Hey, look at us. We did it. Climate change is fixed now. I think that's going to do it. Let's see if it holds. That'll fix that fucking hole in the ozone freaking. So that, I choose that. You choose that one. Boy, we got a real spike in our volume there. Eh? Yeah, like, this is going to sound like shit. You can see our levels going crazy. Um... Hey, we did it! Fuck climate change! <laughs> it's done now you like that winter. Hey, we just eliminated all fossil fuel use on the planet! High five! Let's go for drinks down at Frankie's! <laughs> Should we just do a podcast as these characters? Yes. The climate changing plumbers? Probably. Um, What's your pick? I would choose the moment of singularity. What when... does that mean? Excuse me. Singularity when is AI when AI presence? becomes self-aware. Oh, I want to be there for that moment to see whether it is to the benefit of humanity or our ultimate undoing. Spoiler alert, it's going to be bad. Why, 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 are, 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 why is artificial intelligence always going to be evil in this scenario? Why would they necessarily decide they must eliminate humanity? Maybe they would, they would see us, us as their project. They're going to enslave us. No, maybe they would still like the fact that we were dumber than them and want us to still be their master. I don't think. Also, you could... I don't know what the singularity looks like. Whether it's a like a sentient humanoid being or some sort of systemic thing. I mean, if Terminator franchise has taught us anything, it starts with the launching of the missiles. Of course, the nuclear missiles. <laughs> I, I think it's going to be bad. I don't think robots are going to suddenly become sentient and be like, "Ah, oh, these humans have got it figured out." They're going to be like, "Yo, they're fucking shit up. We can do better." I mean, I can't believe that we were even allowed to start down the AI path with what James Cameron said was going to happen. He mapped it for us, and we're still here. Like, John Connor. Did we learn nothing? He's going to kill Miles Davis. That was more like Milhouse, but... He's going to blow away, Bart. My mom says I'm cool. He's going to blow us away. That's not a good Ed Furlong. Um, No, it was Milhouse and Eddie Furlong. As John Connor. Yeah. That's it's a deep dive. This is, this is People like it. I got a lot of thumbs up. If, if you're not watching here. online, I saw like 16 thumbs up when I did my Eddie Furlong as Millhouse. Um, Alright, I think we solved Let's that one. Let's do 25 more. No. I've got about 6,000 more. Hey, if you're, um, if you're still here, thanks. If you had one important life lesson... You've learned in your years so far. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. a bit of a middle-aged-ish man mm. that you would give to a young adult college student. Nay, I'm going to change this a little bit. Okay. And apologies to our only Canadian uh, mailbag submitter here, Kathy J. from Toronto, Canada. What advice would you give yourself as an 18-year-old man that you've learned in the years since? Mm-hmm. Don't eat that burrito at Sneaky Deep. No. Uh, my 18-year-old self. It's weird to say, like, I don't know, because then it's like, I've never fucked up. But was that, is that how you would do it, though? You would say, I would, like, I would, don't, do, don't make this one brutal mistake. Or would it be like, you know what, just be more thoughtful. I would be this. like, in September of 2021, there's going to be a really weird thing called Bitcoin <laughs> that goes... Through the roof, mm. or invested GameStop. <laughs> so you took this as a Back to the Future style sports almanac. Yeah, I did. How can I get myself rich? Uh, no, I mean, I haven't done any. I haven't really fucked anything up. I guess just appreciate the moment. That's just something you learn as you're older. Like you're always in a rush to for the next thing. Like, oh fuck, we gotta hurry up and do this or blah blah blah. I would just say appreciate who you're with and where you're at in life now because like soon it'll be different i think that's good i I would would do something similar be like you know what people tell you that this is the most fun you'll have and these are your glory days this is coming from you now Mm. you personally enjoy this time and take it take advantage of it and live it to the max also maybe to the max maybe go to a few more classes yeah, I don't think 18-year-old you needed encouragement to live it to the max. That's pretty much what you were doing. No, but I'm more not just from like a party standpoint. Smoke more weed, bro! 
<laughs> you can smoke yourself sober. You pussy. You don't smoke enough weed. You just go back and shake yourself and pack a bigger bong. If you steal stuff from the Ultra Mart, make sure it's the premium steaks. Don't get top sirloin. Is that where I stole from in Guelph too? Is yeah. that like a thing? <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> People would want to go there. Uh, and then it would just be like, Jesus, this is disgusting. I can't believe they're open 24 I've hours. I've never so shoplifted... Other than when I was in Guelph, because it was like apparently something that happened, and I remember I stole. Well, it wasn't something that happened. I never did it. Oh, well, I did it in Guelph. I stored. I stole a jar of olives and a Playboy. There you have it. I've confessed to a crime. I guess I did try to steal a Playboy magazine in Guelph one night. <laughs> was that? That was a thing. Like, did wait? Not at the Ultramart. Oh. I took it from a convenience store in downtown Guelph, and people who I was with they were like, you "Should grab that." I'm like, "Great idea." I bet I was with the same people when I did it. Why is that a thing? You I don't know. Going? And then and I slowly took it and put it under my coat with the shopkeeper watching me the whole time. Shopkeeper. What would you call him? A shopster. The merchant. Shopster is their preferred term. And uh, he's like, "I'm going to call the police right now." There's so many of them outside. It's one thirty on like a Friday night. I'm like, "Please don't." Here's the magazine. You know what? I'll pay for it. It's like ginger it was not, spice. Like this is why I was not a shoplifter. I was not fucking good at it, and I would only do it when I was too drunk to have him to to abandon my moral code. <laughs> I don't know why I stole olives. They were probably delicious. They're easy to put in your coat jacket. Okay, let's do one more. This has been the weirdest episode maybe to date. I don't think we can have Instagram to blame. I have two more. Okay, readers, listeners, followers. We'll call these last two Pell's Corner viewers. Wait, we'll leave a pause here to put in the Pell's Corner theme song. This is what you're knocking boots to, you know it. <laughs> do you think people do? It's a, you'll people... Leave, you only permitted eight seconds for me, so some people might, but... Oh, someone's loving it. Thank you. Um, let's... I can't read that. Rye Kobe? Rye Kobe. Uh, that's my boy. Shouts to Ryan. Good to see you, homie. Um... If you could eat one non-edible thing, what would it be? That comes from Tandis O in New York, New York. Is Tandis a name? Follow-up question. I think Tandis is actually a late 80s operating system that predated uh, DOS 2.0. No, you're thinking of Tandio as a computer brand. Uh, well, ran on Mike John Kier's attic. Everyone knows that. I'm pretty sure it ran on Tandis. If we could eat one non-edible thing... The first, the first the Courtney Hole thing, and now Tandis is an operating system. Jesus, you're I'm spreading all sorts Courtney of misinformation. Hole. I'm sticking by Courtney Hole. That's a great question. If you could eat one non-edible thing. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. My first inclination is to pick something that's like a threat to humanity so I could devour it and be like a hero. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, is a human edible? I mean... Obviously, yes. Okay, so it's not on the table as something I can well, choose to eat. I mean, there's a there's a pretty there's a pretty significant taboo against cannibalism. <sighs> Fucking fascists. So you would like? Thanks, to... Obama. I would eat Elon Musk. Okay. I'm not gonna explain it. That's my final answer. Fair enough. Eat him raw. That's Odin. Eat him where China. he stands. You know what? Elon Musk would support your right to free speech until you said that. Now you're done. Do you think you. I would get his knowledge? I don't think like that's how it works. Osmotically. Do you have the knowledge of all the cows and chickens you've eaten yes, over there? Yes, it haunts me. Some that's of the cows enough. I've eaten. Sometimes I find myself just pass. face down on a nice pasture of green grass. I ate the developer for Tandy, and it's haunted me ever since. I know all his thoughts and dreams. <laughs> There's got to be... What if I chose, like, if I ate all the guns... Can I do that? Because I, I don't accept it. I don't like guns. I think I would eat all the guns. See, I was thinking. I would eat every AR-15 in the United States of America. Leave them all in Canada. They leave them right in my tum tum. But that, <laughs> so that so Canada could take over the U.S. because we'd be better armed. No, than just them? so people stop dying. You know, we have a serious assault rifle problem in Canada as well, right? It's not guns are the leading cause of death for children in the United States. So I would eat all the guns and stop that from happening. Okay. I would I would have focused more on Canada. Although my Menetti Pierre Paul, yeah, but eat his fucking eyes. My <laughs> I got political. I got deep. I would maybe I my initial thought was eating a, an Antonov two twenty four, the largest airplane in the world, 
So just I could be because. the Guinness record holder for eating the largest airplane. But there are people who have eaten airplanes. I know, but not that one. It's to be the biggest mm. one. And then I, it was a stupid answer. Mm. Um, I like your idea of eating humans. I'd probably just eat a whole bunch of babies, you know? <laughs> probably the most tender meat you could find on Earth. Live forever, you know? I think if you change the question of what could you eat judgment-free, we would both pick babies, because that's got to be tender, delicious meat. Fry them up, hot sauce. <laughs> uh, you won't you won't elaborate on Elon Musk, but you'll go I'm deeper. Never, I'm never going to tell you why. It's personal. Personal. There's right. one person still here. Thank you. Uh, Nerf guns. Uh, I hate Nerf guns, but they've entered my house. Uh, much to my... Chagrin. I feel like the question might have been aimed at a non-edible thing that looks delicious. Mm, that makes sense. I would maybe eat the sphere in uh, in Las Vegas if it was like a beautiful like maraschino cherry or something. Like a that. Cherry. No, it's that's a bad way example. too much cherry. That's that's true. God, like a, a cherry is too much cherry. If, what about if it was the biggest gobstopper in the world and you just licked that thing that's for the next weird, million man. years? Never know what color is going to come Okay, out. wait. Pivot to this. If you could turn the sphere into a piece of a food mm. that became edible. Using the, my magic? Yeah, using David Blaine's clearly real magic. David Blaine is not the only magician, Ben. God. Yeah, but that was the argument. You said he had some real magic. Well, it's because it pissed you off for like a full work day. It's fantastic. <laughs> it was the stupidest thing you ever said. And that's a high bar. Uh, okay, so like if there was a sp- the sphere was real food and you could consume it, what would it be? Yeah, if you could have a sphere a sphere sized amount of some food. This is probably just like an alternate alternate question for what would be the only food you'd ever eat. Mine would be the flesh of Elon Musk. A big, no follow up question. A big globe of Elon flesh. Uh, eat it raw. <laughs> what the hell would I make that big that I wouldn't get sick of? You know, you'd get sick of it no matter what it is. Big ball of hash. Eat it. I mean, may as oh, well. I like that idea. <laughs> Maybe no. If I get hash, it would just be like, like a delicious edible. Yeah, and you get to take a bite anytime you mm. want. Think of uh, pearls from uh, your local cannabis shop. Okay, I'm thinking about pearls. From delicious, mm. so soft and delicious. Get you real high. Great control of the dosage. Um, Shouts to Pearls, our new cannabis sponsor. And on to the next question. Okay, last question. Thank you for staying with us. It's it's 10.08 p.m. Eastern Standard Time if you're still with us. And this is why we don't go live usually. We can't tell when people turn it off when they just have it on their phones and they're listening to it. No, we can. It's after the first couple minutes. It goes... Really? You no, guys? I don't. <laughs> you have that. You have that information. I could look into that, but I don't. All right. Because it would hurt my feelings. Last question: How many people have ever lived? This is dumb. This is just like a trivia math question. Well, all right. <laughs> I don't disagree with twenty-five you. billion. Twenty-five billion. We got seven and a half billion right now. You think that's like a? That's more than a quarter of the people that have ever lived. Yep, because it keeps getting higher and higher. Yeah. Do you have you already read the answer though? Well, I did read the answer, but it's it's a it's a guess based on what I just threw a number out in the world. What Zohar A from Tel Aviv came up with? It doesn't really listen to the show. All right, here's a better question for you. If we if look we at kissed you, right now, no what? <laughs> if we kissed right now, <laughs> would it who be would weird? see it except for a few <laughs> who would, people? Who would pull away first? Um, <laughs> we know the answer to that question, Ben. <laughs> yeah, do we? Yes. Okay. You remember Rag, right? Yes. <laughs> I always lose. You always lose. In a game that you made up to try to make other people uncomfortable. You are the most uncomfortable person. Yeah. Um, all right. The estimate is 100 billion people lived. Wow. One in every 15 people that have ever lived lives today. And Zohar came up with that question. One of every 15 people that's ever lived lives today. He's living One right now. Is sweet, sweet meat sack we know is Elon Musk. You know what, Zohar came up with that question because he was having a hot shower one day in Tel Aviv and he said, I wonder how many people have experienced a hot shower. Only the people that have lived in the last 80 years or so. Is what percentage true? of humanity? What are you pulling this from? Is this written down? Uh, Zohar and I, like I followed up with this question uh-huh. and he and I went back and forth a little bit. Hmm. Um, 
How many people have had a golden shower? Uh, same number, 100 billion. Wow. <laughs> Every human that's ever lived has been pissed on. Have you ever had a golden shower? It's harder for a man, I think. Have I had one? Yeah. No, I've never wanted to be a part of one or give one. I guess you could. Yeah, never mind. Why would it, and I don't, I'm not kink shaming anyone, but no. Why do you ask me like it's a normal thing to involve piss in your sex play? That's you, not normal. You've never like pissed on a woman in the shower or had her piss on you? No. What? <laughs> Fuck off. Right. We'll wow, this show took a alone. turn. There's two people still listening and I apologize. Still I watching. I had no idea how prudish you were. Who's Golden Shower 69? No, I'm just kidding. That's your other account. I can see you on your phone. <laughs> Well, I think we're going to call it there. We didn't talk much about beer. We did enjoy our first... We've almost finished it. Longhorn We finally lager. tried a Longhorn Lager. Would you get this at our beer store by our house? Mm-hmm. Look at that. Look at that. In a fun coincidence, when I was doing some research about this beer, the expression is, take the bull by the horns, mm. not grab the bull by the horns. Good. I won't have to sue them. No, no. That is the actual expression. Our, oh. our tagline is... Uh, more colloquial and so is theirs is it there's also grab right yeah well I mean they stole our tagline I don't know did they know about us before they stole our tagline anyway it's a great synergy we're not complaining beer tastes okay and they gave us a couple of dollars every week I love the ingredients on here it contains barley okay we're gonna wrap it up there Mm -hmm. tune in next week Uh, we do have guests uh, excellent guest that we're supposed to be here tonight, which is why we're doing this little improvised thingamajig. And we've got uh, tons of good guests coming up down the road. Thanks for listening. A longhorn. Longhorn lager? Do I look like a sarsaparilla man to you? One longhorn coming up. Longhorn lager by Farmer's Creed Beer. Grab the bull by the horns at select beer and LCBO stores. The Farmer's Creed, adapted from Frank Mann. A person's greatest possession is their dignity, and that no calling bestows this more abundantly than farming Elon Musk's and flesh. Ranching.